0: Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Anne Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with over a decade of experience working for healthcare, retail, consumer goods, tech, marketing, you name it. I think I've been all across the industries as a PM. Today, we are speaking with Laura Chattington, founder of Talking Shop Co., and Laura carries such an impressive resume and Has been on the podcast previously for a few episodes now, Laura. So welcome back. And we are here today to talk about having the confidence to communicate effectively with senior stakeholders. So, Laura, Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to host you again, especially in this month where we are celebrating women, women's history, international women. This is such a great honor for you to come back and grace us with your presence. So for those who have not met you yet or listened to a previous episode that you've been on, please take a brief moment to introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Thank you very much and thank you for having me again and as you say on a a great month for Women, International Women's Day. My name is Laura Chattington and I'm the lead trainer at Talking Shop and ActivateMyCareerLive.com and we actually help professionals who feel like their careers are plateauing or not progressing fast enough and we help them elevate themselves in the workplace project managers, program managers, so that they can really fast track their career. And actually, my background is tech and project management, too. So I I have experience in the challenges that that your your listeners are
0: constantly facing on a day-by-day basis. And I love when you are able to come on here and kind of share those experiences with us, Laura. And as I get to know you as a person and as a professional, you have been able to influence from you know, your project teams to, to the C-suite level executives, you've done a lot of coaching in that area as well. So before we get into today's topic, I just want to really call out or shout out to you and all the great work you've been doing to try to help people progress their careers and really activate and advance their careers, as you've been saying. And so can you talk a little bit about some of the, maybe you have some events or anything going on that people can tap into if they're interested?
1: Yes for sure and and actually the, the 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 thing to do is is attend the masterclass that we run at activatemycareerlive.com there we will take you through the the concepts the training the tools the systems that really enable you to elevate yourself and move into being that strategic professional that you need to be as you progress through your career. So that is just to go to the masterclass. That is the best way to find out and have some experience with the type of training that we do at
0: www.activatemycareerlive.com. Well, there you go. I mean, learn from the best. Laura's here. She's providing (laughs) her her knowledge and her experiences. And today we're going to tap into just probably just a little piece of that. So we're not going to give away, I don't even know if this is covered in your masterclass or not, but we're not going to give away the secret sauce yet. But I think it is important to talk about when you're activating or trying to elevate your career, communication is really a big piece of that and understanding how you communicate, whether it's as a project manager or if you're a part of a project team, but understanding your communication style as well. So I think communicating in general can be challenging. Communicating up can be challenging. So Laura, why don't you kick us off with this topic and and kind of some of the guidance and tips that you, you want to portray to our audience?
1: Absolutely. And I think communicating up is one of the kind of key skills that you need to have in in your toolbox when you're no matter you know what job you do and i and and if you're if it's okay with you i'd just like to share a little bit of yes sort of my experience and and really why it is so important to be able to communicate upwards and be able to communicate to senior stakeholders and then we can talk about how to do that and also how to do that with with confidence
0: absolutely Um,
1: and 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 so one of the stories that that I share is about sort of walking in, getting an email from my boss, my my number, my first senior stakeholder, getting an email from my boss, and um, being asked to attend an unexpected meeting, two o'clock, his office, and I sort of walk into that meeting and I'm sort of sitting uncomfortably on that chair. And you know when you're 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 trying to look relaxed.
0: And, and I'm I'm going to guess the the email you got, Laura, probably just said meeting with no context about yeah, what it's about or nothing, anything. Okay, nothing, yep, yeah. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, nothing. Two o'clock, my office. I walk in trying to look calm but actually inside I'm feeling like this sort of like teenager awkward sitting there Mm -hmm. not knowing what to say where to look and you know and with experience with experience and you sort of feel your heart pumping your hands are sort of sweating my boss starts talking and he says to me um they're making redundancies, they're sorry, but they're gonna to have to let me and 19, 20 other people go. And he has decided, he's very sorry, but he's decided to keep my colleague, James, who was the other, um, he's decided to keep him because he had connections in, in the industry. And um, have you ever had one of those moments when you're sort of sat there and it kind of takes a few minutes for, What they said to sort of realize what they said, and oh yeah, and and, and
0: then
1: you sort of realize you sort of you're confused, and then like what, and then it sort of sinks in, and you're you you start thinking, oh, hold on a minute, I just Mm. don't understand. You know, I I that sort of realization turns to frustration because you've worked and worked and worked and like this this wasn't my plan right Right. this wasn't my plan and I wanted to progress my career I wanted to have a successful career and I certainly wasn't expecting my boss to to make me redundant I've been working crazy hours I've been taking my work home I've been working at the weekend I've been sort of missing out on friends and family and I just felt like i thought i'd be further ahead and i'm being made redundant and i was sort of asking myself you know what am i missing what mm-hmm. am i missing here because i knew that i was a very competent manager i knew that i was delivering on everything that i needed to do and actually i don't know if it's the same over there but in uh, in, in in the uk you you the the end of the year is sort of end of the year and so they make redundancies just before christmas Oh, yeah, usually um, sure, it's the same there, right But yes. it's the same same here and 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 I sort of I was at my parents' house, and I was sitting at my parents' house thinking, um it, it, why am i why was i made why why I was running the the biggest project I was managing the biggest project, I was confused. why was I the one that um got made redundant? it? Why did the senior team want to keep james and and why not me?" Mm -hmm. And I was sort of mulling this over because actually James kind of rocked up at 10 a.m. in the morning. He would have a coffee, take a few phone calls, write a few emails. He'd sort of get up, walk around the office, chat with our boss, chat with the other senior team. He'd leave the office at three. And I'm like, what happened? it just makes no sense and you know yeah. there's people right who just don't you don't who, you, they seem to just get away with it don't they they yeah. seem to just get away with not putting putting the time in so i was sort of walking around my parents garden upset whilst everyone else is cheering and having a great christmas and thinking hold on a minute what was it that i wasn't doing and um, and i was thinking about james's working day compared with mine and it suddenly dawned on me, and I remember I was looking at my mum's my mum's roses, she has this rose bush, and I was thinking, you know what? Actually, it's not, he's not being lazy. He's not being lazy. He is actually doing something that I wasn't doing. He was spending time with those senior stakeholders, interacting with those senior stakeholders mm-hmm. so that he could be seen. Mm-hmm. Right. And those senior stakeholders weren't seeing my hard work because they weren't seeing me at all. They were seeing James. And it kind of dawned on me at that moment that actually, so I sort of stood there in the garden, that actually everything that I wanted in my career, all that hard work, all that everything that I wanted to progress to and do was not going to come from just hard work. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't everything I needed to do. And if I wanted to make all that hard work count, I needed to, it. It's as important for me to communicate up and communicate with those senior stakeholders because otherwise, they're not going to notice me. They're not going to notice. Yeah. Why would they? Why would they be paying attention? They're not. Right. Yeah.
0: Agreed. So and I, was, I hate to say it, but it's 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 very it's, true what Laura is saying. Yeah. The story is it, it couldn't be more real. What you're saying.
1: it's it's just a fact of life isn't it Mm -hmm. it's not an opinion it's just that 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 everyone has their own stuff going on and there there was me slogging away in my job and waiting for the world to come to me right yeah yeah. On the other hand James was actively going and communicating in whatever way he did and he wasn't waiting around for people to notice his hard work he wasn't waiting around for people to come to him he was actively going to those senior stakeholders building relationships creating relationships and he was doing that every single day yeah and 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 really that's what we're talking about today and I, I just wanted to sort of start with the reason why you need to get get good at this, get good at it, and get sort of I, I know that we all have our sort of hang-ups and nervousness and, and everything, but but being good at communicating up and communicating with senior stakeholders is key to progressing your career. And that's why we're talking about it today, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that story just resonated with me. I'm sure it resonates with a lot of our listeners and it is absolutely true what Laura is saying. This happens quite regularly and it's unfortunate. But at the same time, to Laura's point, many times these senior stakeholders, they they don't have any time, you know, to yeah. to really focus in on who is each individual on this team. And so in her story when she's talking about the differences between herself and the, her counterpart and how he was more vi- made more visible than she was i think that is kind of a turning point for people when you realize make that realization for yourself mm-hmm. in your own career about yeah. the need to advocate for yourself the need to to Laura's point when and we're going to get into that the need to communicate to senior stakeholders and how exactly to do that so that it's effective and make it meaningful as well for yourself as well as for those around you it's not just a kind of a uh, what do you what's that saying dog and pony show this is this yeah. is legitimately this is your professional career that yeah. you have to be able to advocate for yourself where you want to be and let those that are in a, a position to help uplift you and bring you there see you really really see the value of you so I love that story, Laura. I think it's a great way to set kind of the foundation for what we're going to dive into. So are we, do you think we're at the point where we can, I can start bugging you about how, what are the techniques, <laughs> what is like the, yeah. what is the secret things that we need to be doing to be able to effectively communicate with these senior stakeholders? For sure. For sure.
1: And I think um, just to touch on one thing you said about having to, you know, communicate and promote yourself there are obviously hang-ups people have about that, about it being mm-hmm. cheesy, or, you know, and we're not going to go into that today, and maybe that's something we can go into on a, on another, mm-hmm. uh, at another time, but I think it's important, the point you make, about the senior managers are extremely busy. In fact, they're probably more, they've got more responsibility, more going on, and so it's it's not about, waiting for them to pay attention to you and when you do it tactfully you can really get in front of them and use those opportunities to be visible progress your career build relationships and do lots of good things that it, it, it's it's a, an intention of doing lots of good things for everyone in in that environment so let, let's let's talk about so, how do you talk to senior stakeholders, and then what are some of the tips that that I can share to on how to do that? And I think the first the first key um, thing to think about and I think we we spoke about this before, but it's about starting from the senior manager's perspective. Okay. And when when we're in when 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 you're working on a project and you're in it 24/7 and you know exactly what's going on there's a tendency to walk into these meetings with senior stakeholders and uh go from your perspective you know mm-hmm. this is what's going on this is what i need da, 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 da. now the thing is is that a the, the senior stakeholders probably Uh, You might be the 11th meeting of the day, you might be the 25th work stream, you might be the 108th email. So actually going in with a a frame of reference that A, they're super busy and B, I need to be thinking about what is it that they're interested in about my project? What is important to them? Because actually, when you think like that, when you think about whether it's senior stakeholders or, or anyone else, When you're thinking about I've got to meet them where they are first, what are their priorities, what are their pain points, what are they looking to achieve, what do they care about. And if I go in and start talking in those terms, A, they're going to know exactly what you're talking about because you're going to give them the heads up. This is what I'm here for. This is what I need you to do. This is what I need you to decide. Here are the key points you need to know and that means that you eventually get what you want out of the conversation mm-hmm. i've done it myself in the past a, a thousand times i've walked in and gone right uh, we've got this this is what's going on this is what... and they're kind of like hold on a minute you know what do you need me what what do you need me to decide you know what do you yeah. need me to and, and 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 their their point of view is going to be different from yours because you see the world from your frame of reference and they see it from that they will have other priorities they will have other experiences and they will have different questions so i think the first key is to go in and think through what is it that they need to know to make the decisions that i want them to make
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and if i want to get them to listen and pay attention what are the things what are the buttons i need to press that they're going to pay attention to
0: absolutely absolutely
1: I think that's kind of like the first place to start, before you even walk in the room or into the call or into the online interaction is, is starting there. And I think if you've got that clear in your mind and actually it's the same if you're going into an interview, it's mm-hmm. the same if you're doing a presentation, it's the same if you're presenting to anybody. If you mm-hmm. think through who, what is it that's, that 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 they care about, you're going to get much more uh, interaction from them. And they're going to be listening to what you've got to say. So that's number I, one.
0: Yeah, I love that analogy you just made about think about it as if you were going into an interview. I think mm. that is such a great correlation to make with any of these types of meetings and that in an interview, you are preparing, at, at least I would I would think you're preparing well in advance, right? Yeah, you're not just, <laughs> uh you're not just going through your professional journey but you're also trying to anticipate what you might be asked and so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of the aspects that you do or those techniques that you would do to prep for an interview that you would as Laura is saying that you would similarly use to prep for a meeting with senior stakeholders and I have to tell you as you're as you're talking through this tip I was just reminiscing in my head about all the various times in my career, early on in my career, and even today where I've failed to do that. And it's just makes such a huge difference between the memories that sink in with me because there are memories that are there because I learned from this experience and not having done the prep work to be ready for that versus the experiences that I've had, you know, uh, I think after I've realized that preparation is key the experiences I've had talking with senior stakeholders and how effective that was. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Laura, I love that first technique. I think that that resonates with me. I'm sure it resonates with everybody.
1: I think also I'd add to, and, and I've had the same experiences in, in years ago and more recently. So it's, it's not that you, you mustn't forget it. And I, I think what I I'd just add to that, you cannot go into those meetings unprepared because mm-hmm. they you will be eaten alive because there are they are smart they haven't got there because they're idiot. you know they are there they're smart they have experience they have a lot of visibility and if you go in unprepared usually just there's, there's nowhere to go so I think preparation is key for for survival maybe yeah. but also to get you know influence them to where you want to get them to as well so yeah, absolutely I think that is whoever I'm sure someone said to me years ago you know oh we'll just go in and see what happens I think at that level you really need to be prepared and 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 it's absolutely. something to think about Then is just the the, the what do, what are they worth by the hour you know it's to mm-hmm. to actually get it down to my, you know what are they worth by the hour and you're taking the time and you want to use that time as valuably as you can. So, so definitely prepare and think about what it is that they're, the, the, what are their priorities? And normally it's things like finance, risk, reputation, things yes. yeah. like that. Just Absolutely. as a, all right. great okay, point, so- Laura, great point. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about and we're gonna talk about confidence sort of at the end of, of and there's just a couple of other points I wanted to make before we get to the confidence bit, but um, the other point I would make is that is to respect the egos in in the room, respecting the fact that there are big egos in the room. I'm not saying that every senior stakeholder has a huge ego, but actually, especially if there are more, you know, there are there are a number of them in the room. Sure. One of the things that really matters as you go up the the ladder is reputation, right? As much as doing the work its reputation and peer reputation and sort of other people in the room and I think if you go into that into that interaction and think about that it's not that you should say yes to everything but you certainly need to respect that you're not going to win the 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 argument you know if if there is some confrontation you need to do it in a way that enables you to to respect those egos in the room and intact and, and those egos in the room so that again you get your end result and I think certainly in the in the senior stakeholders in the board meetings that I've been into there is I don't think I've ever been in a board meeting where people sort of are openly saying yes I made a mistake and anything like that so I think Again, it's something that perhaps you don't think about from a project perspective so much, Mm -hmm. but there are definitely big egos going up, going up the, up the company
0: for sure. And for those that aren't really exposed to each individual, right? Because sometimes a a board or the C-suite level could have what, three to four to five, maybe even more. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah what are what are some of your experiences in how do you get to know these people without having had any interaction with them is it colleagues like where where are you going to get this information i
1: mean i, mean, I would it, uh, again it depends on time and capacity and resource i would want to go in with as much as i could ideally so if you've got colleagues who who have experience with them you can i i would always be looking them up online oh yeah you know just just having that information like oh you came from this company or you're you you were the you know the senior guy on or girl on that project you know having Mm -hmm. some back again it just helps build rapport right It's great it helps build rapport and there are things that perhaps other people in the business know that don't mention X, Y, and Z because that always gets a negative, you know, do Mm -hmm. do your diligence do your diligence. Um, And I think when you do go into that room, um, having that again in your pocket, it just gives you a bit more confidence. And I don't think going again, it depends on how senior you're at and you may only have like five or 10 minutes. You might've had an hour schedule, but you might have to go in and you've got five minutes and they're not there to, to, become you know build relationships with you first and foremost they're there to get that job done um and being concise with the way you communicate is important and again being focused comes back to our point being focused on exactly you want what you want to get out of there so I think you have to judge the room the virtual Mm -hmm. room or the room and if everyone's like chat 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 away and build that rapport yeah but it isn't going on, which is lots of time the case, Walking in and having that kind of, Hey, how are you? chat is not, so you kind of need to match the tone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where those power skills, that emotional intelligence, the kind of, to your point, read the room, right. Uh, And, and adjust to that. That's where all that comes into play for sure. That's great. Thank you, Laura.
1: And I, and I think if, if you, I, I used to work with a guy and, he supported the same football team as me. And I remember thinking, well, you know, we're going to connect on that. Mm -hmm. But but again, they might see that coming. You know, they might see it. They are, most of them, a credible experience. And and again, they just don't want all that banter necessarily. They just want you to go in and give them the information that you need. So you you definitely need that emotional intelligence for sure. Absolutely. um, to match i 'd be looking to match the the conversation and and how it was going um, but actually taking uh, and sort of going on to my next point, there is opportunity there is an opportunity to build your credibility in those interactions now you don't necessarily you're not going in there to to become best buddies with them because i'm sure that probably isn't at the right place at the right time, but there is an opportunity to give them some examples I always say give examples you know give your answers of the questions you get asked but then give examples that build your credibility and we talked about preparation before you go in I would have in my pocket I'd be thinking if they're interested in uh, tech projects uh, I don't know AI tech projects and I'd worked on AI tech projects I would have my examples in my pocket which Mm -hmm. I will be able to refer to that builds my credibility so the answer is this and for example I worked on a similar project where I worked for this client it was this size it was did this it had these outcomes you know and what, what what you're doing is you're kind of filling in some color around who you are what you do what experience you have and you're able to kind of filter that through the conversation. And that's a much better way of telling them how good you are and the experiences that you have. And again, if you're sort of pressing those buttons and lining it all up, they'll be like, oh, okay, so she's the one that did that project. When that comes up, I want her on my project.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's
1: taking those opportunities to build your credibility in a tactful way. And one of the ways you can do that is using examples so that um you don't you, you know you're not there like, going, I did this and I did that. It's mm-hmm. just like you know, it reminds me of the project where da da, 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 da da let me give you some reference, let me back up what I'm saying, um, and things like that, because they will want um credibility and to to buy into what you're saying because they're going to have to make a decision right
0: yeah absolutely and i think this is this is this technique in particular reminds me of the story you told at the beginning of the podcast where this is an area where those that are kind of faking it till they make it people Mm -hmm. will will be exposed right because Mm -hmm. they won't have examples to furnish that will you know coincide with the conversation that's happening in the meeting or if they are also faking it but also really good communicators and maybe they do have a thousand stories but none of them are theirs right so there's yeah. there's this yeah. kind of and and that's that's part of what happens when you're in a room with people is they kind of quickly pick up on what what you are what type of person you are and so i think this is a really good area where the more you kind of build up your history of what you know and make it meaningful and valuable to part of the conversation i think that will really help amplify you in that in that conversation and in that room so thank you laura that's another great technique
1: for sure and and the, and the and the key is to be specific because it is more believable mm-hmm. and it's where you can build your credibility um and and i it, i mean it depends on who you're talking to obviously uh but in in certainly in my experience when you're getting very senior people in very big companies depending on where you were, again they you know, the, you're not going to get anything past them. So if you're blagging, you're going to be found out. Uh So depending on who it is you're speaking to, I would want to have very concrete advice and all my opinions backed up by credible experience, because I just think mm-hmm. they, they just ask questions and go straight through it otherwise. Absolutely, News, yeah. And you're instantly someone, if they don't have time, to give you a second chance, you're instantly sort of right. No, we don't want them on the, on the project. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, again, it depends on the environment you're in and obviously in sort of less sizable companies, then perhaps people aren't as experienced as some of those boards that we're talking about. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of room to exaggerate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great word. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're using very friendly words for for probably the the images of the folks that we've worked with in the past that, you know, give us this example. But yes, absolutely, Laura, I think that's that's a great way to put it.
1: Um, And then I I think one of the, the kind of core and we're going to talk a bit about confidence, but I think one of the things to be thinking when you're going into these senior stakeholder interactions and we become very self-conscious don't we do I what if they ask me questions i can't answer what am i going to say what if you know and they mm-hmm. never go through a presentation in the order you want them to they always mm-hmm. jump to wherever it is you need to go and you need to go with that because they are coming from their perspective and they need an answer to certain questions that they've got so that they can say yes to the budget say yes to the project say yes or no to whatever it is And so you have to sort of shift and flow with the conversation whilst keeping calm. And I think one of the key things to remember when you're going into these senior stakeholder interactions is to remember to focus on the value that you bring to the table. Because you're hired to do a job and they're not expecting you to do their job or be where they are in their careers or even have the same comments or experiences then they've hired you to do a job and they want you to go with that value so that you can add value to the interaction to the conversation so when you feel yourself sort of like you can think well actually i know that i do this this is the value i bring in and that is what i'm going to focus on in this conversation so really yeah. focus on the value that
0: you bring to the table I imagine doing that kind of swings us into the this the topic of of confidence as well, right? So when you understand your own value, I am I know for myself when I see that and I think as as women in particular, we struggle with that, right? I think it's just there's studies on this. There's entire mm-hmm. studies about how the mechanics yeah. of our brain work as women and how it's really hard for us to recognize the value in ourselves. And but once you do, and even if that is a, and believe me, this is a practice. This is not just a one-time aha moment. I see the value in myself. This is day-to-day reminding yourself of the value. And so I love this technique, Laura, so much, just because there's a lot, it's it's a very simple technique, but I think of all of them, this people might struggle with this one in particular, maybe women, just because this is not something we're used to doing, um, yeah. and so to get yourself there could be a challenge but I think when you do it will definitely pay dividends for you especially if you're going into a meeting like this where you're surrounded by a senior leadership team that all the confidence in the world would be exuding from you if you could figure that piece out
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely and and let's talk a bit about how do you do that um, so one of the things is is the value and and I think you're, you're absolutely right and I uh, again we could we we can talk for hours about the differences between men and women and and all of that stuff um but I, wh- whether you're male or female, focusing on the value you take into that meeting is a good way to get out of your head and focus on what's in the room mm-hmm. um, but one of the things that is key in these interactions is confidence. And it's always going to be confidence. And I know that in sort of when we're starting out in our careers, people are encouraging and, you know, the, the, there's, there's room to not show that you're nervous so much and things like that. But I think once you get to a certain level, that confidence is key to the interaction that you're going to have because people pay attention to confident people right yeah. we, we naturally it's in our genes to pay attention to confident people and confident people have that authority and really confidence enable it, it, what's going through us it, it enables us to take action and it enables us to think clearly so they want you to be confident because then they can trust the signals that they're getting is that they're, they're, they're like yep she knows what she's talking about. We're going to make this decision, and then we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And as soon as you, as soon as that sort of confidence isn't there, they're kind of distracted and off to the next thing mm-hmm. because you've lost that credibility. Yeah. Uh, and and I think one of the sort of key things to remember is whatever is going on inside you, so however you're feeling inside, is what you project outside so if you're feeling like generally it's going to be showing it's very hard for any period of time certainly in in that interaction to hold down feelings that you're like freaking out now yeah they expect you to be nervous because it's that hierarchy thing but you need to have confidence in what you're saying and i think there's a difference there they don't expect you to be like ice cold and walk in and not be intimidated by that meeting um but they expect you to have, be confident in in what you say and i think you've got to think about what is going what is going on inside and therefore what am i projecting outside yeah, yeah. And you're not <laughs> yeah yeah it, and I it, love
0: that you, you know, you summarize the, all the techniques with. I love that we're covering confidence last because mm-hmm. I, I imagine if we flip this in reverse and we went with confidence first, people would be like, Well, if I'm not confident, and what does the rest of these techniques yeah. mean for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very nicely, you have woven the end point of this kind of the bow is that if you do all the techniques that you've outlined before we got to this piece on confidence, that will absolutely help you kind of build to get to that area where you feel confident. confident.
1: Yeah. Everything we've talked about is about giving you more confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the other things that everyone can do and I do it right. I do it before I, I I interact in when I'm going into important meetings is that I always talk about confidence as a muscle. It's like a muscle. And what makes confidence is how you're breathing how your what your posture is your body language what is going on in your head what how you know the emotions that are going through all that connected up is how confidence you're how confident you're feeling and when you practice feeling confident then all that stuff starts linking up and you are more confident. And actually the point is that your brain cannot work out the difference between what is made up in your head, what is a made up experience Mm -hmm. and what actually is real. So it makes sense that if you practice and if you tone your confidence muscle then you 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 develop this, and your brain is like okay that's quite okay that's what I need to go in with. I need to go in with that feeling and one thing that you can do and i do it, i I do it every day and I do it for slightly different reasons is to go through take a few minutes every morning, take a few minutes every morning, and visualize that interaction going well. visualize yourself being confident. it may be a made up interaction if you just want to feel confident or it may be something that's coming up or it may be something in the past but if you just close your eyes and and go through that experience seeing what you see hearing what you hear feeling what you feel and get connecting those emotions your brain doesn't distinguish between what is real and what is imaginary and that is why visualization work and why you can kind of build this confidence muscle and I always get all my clients to That's one of the first things I do for them or, or get them to do is I say to them, you know this is how confidence is made up this is all the components of confidence and yes there are other factors that give us confidence like we've discussed today but at our core you want to build your confidence muscle on a daily basis and you know what's great when you do it it makes you feel good yeah and so you go into your day going, oh, okay, I'm ready, I'm on it. And okay, when you go into those senior stakeholder meetings, they are more challenging for sure. But if you're going in and flexing that confidence muscle, then you're just going to perform much, much better in those interactions. So take a few minutes of your morning and go through that visualization of any interaction where you are on top of your game, feeling really confident. And I promise you, it, it will shift and create that habit for you so that you can go into those interactions being much more confident. And when you're feeling confident, it just helps you perform better as well. So if yes. people are, listening to this are like, I'm already confident, I do it so I perform better and I'm, I'm you know, I'm on my A game people who struggle with confidence do it to be more confident and there's a kind of transition through that process, Mm -hmm. but it, it makes you feel great too. So part of a morning routine, I always like to go, go through.
0: I love that you've portrayed the different aspects of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I at least feel like when I was growing up professionally professionally, the word confidence meant you were arrogant or you know, you you knew more than everybody else. And, and that's not necessarily what we're saying here. I love the way that you said it. It's like you go through these progressions of what confidence means for you. And it may be starting out in your career, it's just kind of building to be confident. Whereas later on in your career, because you've had the experiences and because you've practiced and given yourself the space to remind yourself that you should be confident, In the value that you bring to the table, that it eventually kind of transitions to this other space where it's just, how do I? I'm confident, but how do I build on that? How do I make sure that it continues to add value? And, uh, and so, yes, Laura, I love that you kind of tied this all up in a pretty bow with this conversation around confidence because I think without that, the rest of the techniques kind of they're there but i think that mm-hmm. it just all ties together very very nice and neat. So, Laura, i think this has been a great conversation around how you can bring all those things together, techniques, confidence, build yourself up um and i i appreciate that you're bringing it to us in this month as well for for Women's History Month. I think it's just a very relevant topic, but no matter which gender is listening right now, I think that all of these tips and techniques can apply to you and how you would effectively communicate with senior stakeholders and do that with confidence. So Laura, thank you so much for your time today on this Amen. installment of the Everyday PM Podcast. If folks wanna continue the conversation, I know we talked a little bit earlier about your masterclass, but if there's mm-hmm. any other avenues that people can reach you on, please feel free to plug them now.
1: Yeah, no, I would, uh, you know, confidence is part of the, the the training at the masterclass as is senior stakeholder um, communication and how to really progress and and build relationships in the masterclass and I, I i i just say to everyone come to that masterclass and then have some experience of the types of things that ways that we can help you um, and then we can carry on the conversation from there so that is at www.activatemycareerlive.com and i look forward to seeing you there
0: I highly encourage everyone to check it out. I've, I've worked, obviously, Laura and I are still getting to know each other, but you've been on a few podcasts. You've given us a lot of great knowledge through those podcast episodes. And I've worked with, in my career, other professionals, people who are experienced who can help. And so if this is an area that you're looking for help in, or if it's something else in your career, then definitely please feel free to reach out to Laura and attend that masterclass. So uh, for the Everyday PM, you can support us as well. Um, support us on Spotify. I just realized Spotify has followers. I didn't know that existed. So we've got a few hundred <laughs> followers on there, which is great. Thank you for those that are following the podcast. But if you aren't following the podcast yet, please give us a follow on Spotify. You can check out the video version of this on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash campia And you can check the notification bells so you know when new content goes up. Leave us a great comment, subscribe, all those great things to show that you support the Everyday PM. So that will do it for Laura and I in this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. Thanks everybody for listening today and until next time, take care.